Well, hello, my friends, and good Thursday morning to you. Today is May 13th. My name is Roger, and behind the scenes is my wife, Angie, and together we are the Barnabas Bridge. Thanks a lot for stopping by this morning. We appreciate that. If you've been with us this week, you know that uh, we've been posing the question, what is peace? And what, how we normally do that here is we ask a question and we go through scripture and we let God define it in our hearts and allow the Holy Spirit to not only uh, let us know what he's talking about, but to teach us and so that we carry it on as well. One of the ways that we, I, th I think that is beneficial for all of us, me for sure, is that if I look to scripture and I, I want to find out how that peace of God then um, plays out in the lives of others, and it's in scripture. There's many stories of people who God has uh, worked in their lives and made dramatic changes. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to turn to 2 Corinthians, and we're going to start with, uh, the, and then we're going to get into Philippians as well. But to where we start, I want us to go to 2 Corinthians 11. Uh, because you all know the story of Paul, and God played out in his life a tremendous amount of things, and peace in the midst of storms is one of them. Uh, because we know that uh, the absence of a storm isn't, isn't meaning the peace, but it is finding the peace of God in the very midst of the storms is what is going to carry us through this life, and allow us uh, um, that idea of just the calmness no matter what life throws at us. I think a good place to start then is uh, in that passage of 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul makes this amazing list of the things that has taken place in his life, his hardships that he's endured since uh, becoming a believer. And he goes like this, he says, I have been in prison more frequently, I have been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one, whipped. Three times I have been beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from the rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from the Gentiles, in danger in the city in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false brothers. I have labored and toiled, and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst, and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked, and besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak? And I do not feel weak. Who is led to sin? And I do not inwardly burn. That's quite a list or a resume of hardships, of storms that Paul endured, uh, really all for the name of Christ. And so I can't, you know, if I put myself in that situation, um, he's been five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. 40 lashes of a whip. Can you imagine that? Five times he endured that one storm alone. I think the first time would have taught me a lesson. <laughs> I'm not sure I had enough faith or enough resolve. And so I have to ask myself, what was it in Paul's life? We know the good thing is in Scripture that we have a, a broad spectrum of his life and that we can really learn a lot from what God taught him and, and, and showed him in his life that he would be able to pass on to us then through his writings. 
And so if we turn over to uh, chapter 4 of Philippians, still Paul writing this, I think that maybe he tries to give us a little bit of insight. How do you weather such storms in life? And he says this in verse number 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all because the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Now, I want to just stop there just for a minute. If someone knows about um, adversity, if someone knows about the understanding of being, um, let your gentleness be evident when they're throwing stones at him, if someone knows how to be calm in the midst of the storm and not be anxious about anything, it's Paul. And he says, so in all those things, by everything, prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And, and so there is the, the, the answer that we're looking for. How do we find peace in every storm? By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, we offered up to God. And here it is, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's an amazing thing that we get to look here. Uh, because we spend our, our lives so often looking for peace, and, and it seems like such a riddle or an elusive thing. There's an old country song, isn't there, that says, looking for love in all the wrong places. And I think sometimes we fall into the trap of looking for peace in all the wrong places. Because if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you have accepted him as your Lord and Savior, Scripture makes it clear that our prayers and our petitions are delivered to the throne room of God himself. And so in that, we allow God to take control of these situations. <laughs> The whippings, the stonings, the danger, the toil, the snares of this world. Truly, Paul says it's possible. And I think because of his background, we have to take his word for it. And so then somehow, how do we get there, Paul? Help us out a little more. Well, I think he does that, just that, in chapter 3 of the same book of Philippians. Because in that, if you take time, and I hope you can sometime soon, look to that passage as well. Because Paul says that he had attained many worldly things and uh, far beyond his own people of his own age. He'd accomplished much in a short amount of time, but in retrospect, he looks at that and he says none of that was worth anything. In fact, he says he counts it as nothing, not even worth even commenting on. But now he says all he wants in life is to know Christ and the power of that resurrection. What Paul is saying is that the focusing not on the things of the world, even if they're hard and even if they're very distracting, but the focus on Christ and Christ alone will bring us through all the storms of this world. I think it's a good word from Paul today. In fact, it's from God through the pen of Paul. But I want to take that to heart in my own life. Because I know that right now, even in my own life, that things are pretty good. But I know full well that someday there will be a heck of a storm show up. And I want to be prepared. And so today I want to spend my time focusing on Christ, 
and rejoicing in, God, in, in all situations. I want to have almost a, a natural response to all the storms of the world, all the trials, all the distractions, not to look at them, to keep my focus on Christ and immediately take all of my concerns, all of my anxiety by prayer and petition with thanksgiving and present them to God. So let's start right now, folks, and we'll say a prayer and then we'll go on our way. So Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you for this text. Thank you so much for speaking to us through the pen of Paul on this day. Thank you for the, what he endured in order to show us that it is certainly possible that there's nothing in this world that can drag us away from you, God, if we keep our focus where it belongs. So teach us today, God, to uh, focus on Christ alone. Teach us today, God, to bring all of our concerns and all of our anxieties to you. Teach us today, Lord, to leave him there at your throne and to walk away as victors in this world. So God, we love you and we're just so thankful for uh, what you've given us. Thank you for the people that are listening in today. And I ask you to watch over them as they move through this day and keep them safe and watch over them. Lord, bring us back tomorrow. In his precious name, we pray these things. Amen. Folks, thanks for stopping by. We hope that uh, you have a great day on this Thursday and we'll see you tomorrow, God willing. Bye.